You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com Live KZDC San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM Brandon Medina Tanner Carlson and Quinn Hudson The Sunday Sports Grill San Antonio, you know who's back up in this on a Sunday. Happy Sunday, San Antonio. It's your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina and the boys. Quinn Hudson's in the building. You know. Tanner Carlson's in the building. Good morning. And we have the Sunday Sports Grill ready to set it off. And do not fear, do not worry, whether you are tuning in your car, at home, online, whatever the case, we are going back to back with guests today. So, we're going to be talking a lot of basketball today, gentlemen. Obviously, your Mavericks are struggling. Mavericks. Are they? They nosedive in game two. Or do they have the Warriors right where they were? <laughs> yeah. Could this be exactly We've what they played before? <laughs> you have. You have. And now the game's going back at home. We have Miami taking a game in TD Garden in Boston, going up 2-1 as well. We're going to talk a lot of basketball. And to help us uh, jump off this basketball conversation, but keeping it close to home, we have the one, the only, Mr. Jeff Garcia with us today. Big dog, how are you feeling, Jeff? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Oh, man, we're doing well. What's happening, we're, Jeff? We're doing well. It's a beautiful on, morning guys. here. But we need to talk. Listen, we'll talk about those Mavericks later on. We'll talk about the other yeah, people later. Yeah, I know. We have to. I have two Maverick <laughs> fans in here. But, <laughs> but when we talk about teams who aren't doing as well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know exactly. It, it comes close to home. The Spurs land the number nine pick. Jeff, were you surprised? What did you think about the pick in general? No, no, I wasn't surprised at all. Gentlemen, it, it, the universe was just crying out loud to Spurs fan base. On that day, a lottery day, it was Tony Parker's birthday, number nine. Mm-hmm. The Spurs had a 50% chance of landing that number nine. So who do they send? 5-0 himself, Robinson, to the draft lottery oh. to represent oh. the team. Oh, and by the way, the Spurs are celebrating their 50th anniversary next year. Oh, just so, deep in this. Yeah. Yeah, mm. all about the numbers, man. But, hey, you know, it's number nine. It is what it is. You know, look, it's not a terrible thing. I mean, it's top ten pick, number nine. Past names at number nine, Andre Godala, Tracy McGrady, DeMar DeRozan, Yaka Pirtle. So the Spurs can definitely find a value player at number nine. It's not going to gloom. But hey. what I like about it, though, is you can have you can have some fun with it, and maybe this person. But- Jeff, Jeff, listen, I love you, brother. We're all here for you. We love we lo- we support you. All of us have made an appearance on your show, of course, Locked On Spurs. When we talk about this, did you just include Yaka Pertle in, in the rest of those names? He's number nine. He was a number nine pick. Right, but um, you put him in the same sentence as Tracy McGrady. Yeah, like, Iguodala. <laughs> you, you, in Gilligan's Island, that's like putting Gilligan okay, with the skipper. Like, they're not the same people. I'll correct it. Dirk Nowitzki at number nine, too. Oh, oh okay. now he's, he's going to be for the heart. Now right, he's coming right, for the heart. Right. Yeah, he's making, now he's making things personal. Yeah, yeah. kissing and making up. <laughs> but no, um, yeah. But what I like about this, guys, is options. I like that keyword. That should be the keyword going into this offseason for the Spurs. 
options, options to flip number nine, options to flip 20 and 25, options to flip certain players that are currently on the roster that have expiring contracts. Jakob Pertl, uh, Jock Landa has a non-guaranteed, Dak Collins is an expiring contract. So I like what we're seeing right here. This Brian Rice on the clock, guys. He is on the clock. Can he shorten this rebuild tremendously this offseason? or prolong it by getting some of these kids that are, you know, we got to remember, these are going to be 19, 20-year-old kids. You know, there's not a generational player in this draft, so they'll still take time. But he can get aggressive and bring in maybe established stars to San Antonio. Aiton's names are floating out there. The Spurs, according to Vegas, you guys love Vegas odds. Spurs have the third best odds of landing Aiton in San Antonio. Wow. So Zach Levine. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a very exciting Offseason and Brennan, get this: we saw that uh, Brian Wright was very aggressive ahead of the trade deadline, and on trade day, can he do the same this offseason? We'll see. All right, Jeff, what what would you? What is your dream scenario? You've thrown out names: Aiton, Levine. You've yeah. you've thrown these names out. You've got three uh, first round draft picks. What's your dream scenario? What if? if if GMs are calling you today and saying, "Hey, yeah. what do you want the Spurs to do?" and we'll do exactly mm-hmm. that. What what's what's the process look like? Uh, if me, keep number nine, flip 20 and 25, um, try to move up in the draft with those two picks, 2025. I'm not saying top 10, but at least get it to maybe the late teens, early teens, and then bring in that player, whoever it is. Uh, dream scenario, target a big, a quality big the Spurs need. No, hey, look, no, no, uh, no flack on, uh, Yako. I mean, he is, he's good, he, but he's just not, yeah, you know, this is still, you know, that can't even hit a midi, guys. Just a midi. Can't even do that. So, improve that big man depth because it, that, I, I think that's the position right now that could really change this offseason. You know, he, like I said, Jakob's an expiring contract. Could the Spurs use him, dangle him to flip uh, this offseason? We already saw it this past season. I mean, Jakob came out and told Austria media that he knew that teams were interested in him, that they were trying to go for him. Uh, so, I really think that should be priority number one is addressing the big man. Just a stretch four, a stretch five, just something like that in that mold. I think the Spurs will be definitely on their way to shortening this rebuild. Uh, but there's a lot of things. There's a lot of moving parts, uh, Tanner. Uh, I, I just, I really like to see them do some wheeling and dealing. We've seen it before. Quiet Leonard, you know, that in the trade with Indiana and paid off for however long it was. But I think they got to get aggressive. Brian, I need an aggressive Brian Wright trying to bring this team back to the fold. And why do I bring this up? Because look what just happened in the lottery. You had in their own backyard, the Western Conference, Oklahoma City, you know, with those picks. Mm-hmm. You had uh, New Orleans, who's ahead of them in the, in the lottery order at number eight. So they're likely to get a player. And then you got Houston with the number three pick in their own backyard, their own division. So their own division is getting stronger every single, feels like every single hour this, this division is getting tougher. Mavericks are not going to go anywhere. Uh, you know, like I mentioned Houston was the number three pick. Spur, I mean, Memphis, I mean, can't even forget about them. You know, they're on the rise. Where are the Spurs are right now? And right now, you look at that division, guys, they're still bar- bottom of the barrel. Jeff, I agree 100% that the, the Spurs uh, front court needs to be upgraded and be more versatile. Um, but when you look at the remaining teams that are currently in the NBA playoffs, one thing that stands out is the depth of their role players and their contributing factors. When you look at the current Spurs roster, 
the Lonnie Walkers. I know his contract mm-hmm. situation is up, but when you look at Lonnie Walker, I would say Keldon Johnson has regressed a little bit from year over year. Vassell, I believe, is definitely taking a step forward. But do you believe that the Spurs need those players, or are they looking to make those interchangeable parts in moving forward? Uh, interchangeable parts. I think they got to have to be flexible with with the position. You know, we got a guy named Josh Richardson. As of right now, he's still on the roster. He does one more contract here. So we'll see. You know, he's a definitely a nice piece off coming off that bench. Mm-hmm. As of right now, Lonnie Walker, he, you know, pretty played pretty well towards the end of the season uh, once the white deal went down. And then Vassell, you mentioned Vassell. I expect him to take a tremendous leap next season. And, yeah, but then you look at that, like, then after that, who's next? You know, is it Zach Collins? You know, he, the jury's still out on him. Is it uh, it's still an unproven youngster, Primo? You know, we, we still got to wear it out for him. So I think maybe fattening up that bench uh, with, with better role players and addressing that 4-5 spot uh, has to be on the priority list for the Spurs. And it can start with the draft. Or, you know, that's, that's the, that's the think about it. How much money do they have, Brendan, to, to play with? I mean, they have a lot. Way, way too they much money. A lot of money. Yeah, but, but then again, Brendan, you look at this historically – I mean, how many big-time players have ever chased the San Antonio money? Yeah. I don't think – I can't remember any of them. So, um, unless DeJounte has enough pull with some of these youngsters, you know, <clears throat> Zach Levine, you know, he tried to put out there the university uh, a few weeks ago uh, to take San Antonio's money. We'll see. But, yeah, dispersing all the help they can, whether it be DeJounte Murray low-key recruiting, go for it, DeJounte. You know, Brian yes. Wright getting aggressive, flipping some of these pieces, go for it, you know. Um, I look at this current roster, and man, maybe outside of, in my opinion, two players, Dejounte and Keldon. Oh man, make it three. I'm sorry, three players with Adam Vassell. I think everybody else is, you know, tradable. Yes, even Primo. I mean, if 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 he can let you something really solid, like an established all star, you do it. You know, so we talk about bringing in maybe some of these better known players or at least all-stars in Aiton or someone along those lines. If you bring in a couple of guys that are already established in the league, you're going to have to take some developmental minutes off the, off the court, whether that be Primo or whomever. Uh, are, are you concerned about the young core maybe taking a step back if you bring in some of these established veterans? No, no, no. I think of the young core, I think they're not – so young enough where, you know, that would rock their world. Like, oh, no, we're off our trajectory now. I think they've already been there, done that. They get into business. They get, they have, you know, they understand. You bring, you pull in these trades now in the offseason, so you can bring in these key assets if they do trade into a full uh, summer camp, a full, you know, training camp, full preseason. You know, I think they'll be fine. Um, but, I mean, look at Derek White, you know. I mean, yeah, pretty sure he's happy where he's at right now instead of San Antonio, you know, with Boston being uh, well ahead of the curve. But, no, I think they'll be fine, Tanner. Tanner. I, I think they'd be perfectly fine. And I think they're eager for that jump because you see DeJounte Murray after the season ended. I guarantee you we're going to be in the playoffs. He's low-key recruiting Zach Levine to San Antonio. I think they're hungry to make the playoffs. And I think they understand to, to – to get money, you got to spend money. Yep. So you got the Spurs and Brian Wright definitely have to do it. But I'm excited. I will be at Brooklyn for that draft. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah, yeah. Humble, Humble brag. brag. <laughs> I like that. No sleep hey, too. Hey. So 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 so. Guess who found out I'll be going to the draft? He menace. He menace. Then tell. Tech, I think he texted me or called me one of the two. He goes, 
Oh yeah, yeah, that that that'd be a good thing to go to. Uh, Not Michael. Maybe I could go to New York City. I'm like Michael. I know what you're trying to get at. He, he's trying to crash at my place. No, Michael. Wow. We don't need yeah, Michael that, there. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that's bad news over there. He's gonna be dropping hot we, takes on classic movies. We don't want Team Tank uh, there on yes. that day. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. keep that energy mm -hmm. somewhere Spurs, else. Spurs Twitter is gonna lose its mind if he's there. So we need to relax. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna ask you. Going, yes, going, going across from uh, the NBA drafts specifically, what we haven't talked about on this show or with you, and so I want to kind of open it up for the next four minutes or so, is how about DeJounte Murray not at all even getting love for yeah. a defensive team uh, with yeah. him leading the league in steals? Yep. Do you think, obviously we're all surprised by it, but should we be as Spurs fans since normally we've seen players get snubbed yeah. for more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you also throw in the fact he was a second leading guard at, at, at his position in rebounding at 8.3 uh, behind Luka Doncic. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of want to scratch your head. Yeah, that, that was a little baffling, but look at some of the names ahead of him who made it. Man, it, it would have been tough, you know. I mean, yeah, Thibel, you know, you're going to say, no, who's going to replace him with Thibel? You know, uh, Marcus Smart. Uh, so, it was a little shocking. I thought for sure he would make the second team. He did it before. He did it in 2018 when he was still a youngster, um, and he at that time he left the uh, league and rebounds at his position, um, and he, that qualified him for the 2018 second second squad. Yeah, I mean, look, if I'm Dejounte, I'm taking those results and staple it to my locker room and into next season because I want this guy to be on a man on a mission. Um, it just those those names ahead of him. It, it was tough, man. It was tough to try to flip them. I mean, can you? I mean, I don't know, Tanner. Can you think of somebody on on the either team that you can flip them for? Because I can't. Yeah, Tanner. Can yeah, you no, think of anybody? no. What about you, Quinn? No, no I, I, I can't. Actually, I can't possibly. <laughs> yeah, Tanner. Tanner knows all. Tell us, Tanner. Hey, he, he, you yeah, know. Tanner. No, I, on, but no, but you're right. You're right. It, it is a it's a stacked field, and we're actually starting to see much better defense and guard play just throughout the entire league. So I think that's a testament to the to the NBA wow. to these players preparing themselves on the defensive side of the ball for the first mm -hmm. time in what feels like a decade or so. Yep, mm -hmm. that's, a yeah. that's a testament but, uh, to just Tanner's knowledge of the game <laughs> as well as a whole. Um, but but yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, you know if it's if it's uh, as the great Bobby Boucher would say, tackling fuel. Then uh, I, I'm good with that. It'll fuel them up, man, and get them, let them unleash next season because the Spurs are going to need it. The, the, just the conference alone, the division alone is getting stronger, and the Spurs they got to keep up with the Joneses. And it circles back to our main topic: what to do with these draft picks. Look, even if they stay at nine, or let's just say they do move up into what top five, or you know, right. six or seven, whatever. That these are still kids. We got to remember this is not a Tim Duncan four-year pro. Seasoned college guy coming in and making an impact. Uh, David Robinson, you know, generational player at that time, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you know. I mean, they get him, you know. And he's, this is not a LeBron. This is not a Shaq kind of mm. draft. Mm. These guys are still going to need time to get cooking. Look at Cade Cunningham in Detroit. I didn't see him turn that franchise around, and he was a number one pick. Yeah. So um, they're still going to need time, and that's where I think the key word being options to make this rebuild shorter, and, you know, poof, Brian Wright, he has all the tools right now. Draft picks, second-round picks, a uh, young core, a young team, flippable contracts, a lot of money to play with. Let's see what yeah. he does. He's on the clock. 
He is on the clock. I love it, man, Jeff. I think it's not just on the the GMing of the personnel that is on the that's on watch. I think the Spurs coaching staff is as well. I believe the only reason why the Spurs were even where they were in the playoff positioning was because mm-hmm. of the management of their talent at the first half of the season. When we saw Primo hitting that wall in the spring, that's because he was still mm-hmm. in the first half of his NBA career because right. he spent the, the majority of it mm-hmm. in the beginning not on the Spurs roster. When other rookies were playing from the beginning and being more battle-tested. Go off, Quinn. Um, we go had, off, Quinn. We saw, go, we go, saw, go, the, go, we saw that's right. We saw the Thaddeus Young sitting on the bench not being used. We saw Trey Lyles not being used. These are bigs that actually could knock down jumpers that for whatever reason the Spurs chose mm. not to do it mm. and then use their own Achilles heel. What we is saw it, Eubanks being wait, being wait, sitting wait, on the bench wait. inconsistent minutes, then go to Portland and suddenly become a double-double player. Take and to church, no So I say to the Spurs, hey, we can stock the shelves all we want, but you got to put the ingredients in the pot and let them cook. Let's oh, go. Let's wow. go. And you, yeah. Listen, my favorite thing is seeing... Our boy right here, Quinn Hutchins, do his best Tanner Carlson impression. It is just incredible. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> with that, man, we love it. We it appreciate hurts. it. Hey, listen, real quick, before we let you go, Jeff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wh- what do you think? Golden State, Dallas, how long is this series going? Put the knife in these guys right here. Uh, let them know. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – see, what is it? Uh, two, what is it, 2-2 two, two right now? Or is it two, it's 2-2-0. Two, 2-0 two, two, oh, two, oh, right now. 2-2. Two, two, so uh, – I think I think Dallas is done, guys. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. Oh, he's giving it six. Okay. Six. All there's, right. There's a yeah, fight there. There's yeah. a fight there. All right. Well, I give Dallas a little bit of a fight, but yeah, I think those things just they're just primed and ready, man. Yeah, I got brooms I mean, here in the studio we're, ready we're, for it. We're, we're talking. We're, and we're talking about a short rebuild. Look what how Golden State handled that. That was a short rebuild for them. Look what they're back. Already. But they, uh, they rebuild is a strong yeah, word for they, Golden they State. They didn't really need a relo- rebuild. It was more of a let's get healthy yeah. and and build a different yeah. looking roster. Yeah, you know? it was Han Solo uh, in the cryo chamber. It was coming back, man. It was going to be all everything came back. They have never yeah. lost that talent. Yeah, they they won without yeah. KD. They lost KD. They trade. You know, Clay's ha- is healthy, and here we are. Goodness. Jordan Poole still haunts me, though. Oh, well. Oh, my goodness. Luka's yeah. Mm, ah, <laughs> All righty, Jeff. Well, we appreciate it. If you're tuned in, please go follow our boy Jeff Garcia yes, at sir, Jeff G yes, Spurs Zone, the El Capitan of Spurs Twitter. Uh, with Ken's Five, go check out Locked on Spurs. You can find me and Tanner's episodes on there for sure. Uh, Quinn's somewhere in there. I'm sure we'll find it for him. But <laughs> with that, our boy Jeff Garcia, one of my favorite people. Thank Thanks, you for Jeff. joining us, man. When we come back... We got our man R.C. Maxfield talking about the best bets today. And, of course, he is a Mavs fan as well. So I know the guys are itching to get in their bets, uh, uh, probably for the Mavericks with them being at home. Yes. So we're going to ask a lot of great questions to our boy R.C. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Stay locked in. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Oh, man, we coming into DMX on a Sunday? On a Sunday? Where the hood at? Game three. Game three. It's in Dallas. In That's Dallas. where it's at. That's yeah. where it's at. That's, That's where, where it's at. at. Dallas going to give it to you. I'm telling you. Well, right now, we want to bring in a special guest of ours as well, my buddy, my fellow Texas Tech Red Raider, and my boy from Gaming Today News for all your sports betting. Go check him out. My boy, R.C. Maxfield, coming in from the Gulf Coast right now. How we doing, brother? How we doing over there at Gulf Shores, Alabama at Hangout? Hey, man. It's, it's a little rainy. 
um, for sure today, but Jack Harlow later tonight. Oh, 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 I mean, I can't, I can't be upset. Living the dream, man. Appreciate y'all having me on. That's what I'm talking about, man. I got you. We got the boys here, Quinn Hudson, Tanner Carlson, obviously huge Mavs fans it's over there. See. I know you're a huge Mavs fan. Listen, we, we got to set the tone, brother. Game two, what happened? What happened? I don't know if I really want to talk about this, um, <laughs> but if we're just being honest, I mean, when the Mavs come out and what they make, 15, 16 threes in the yeah. first half, yeah. and just lay a complete egg in the second half, it's, you know, you live and die by the three, and you live and die by the three with Luka, but more importantly, the role players, and Dallas throughout the whole playoffs has proven like, hey, these role players are really, really good at home and you don't know what you're getting on the road outside of maybe, you know, one or two games. Obviously, game seven in Phoenix was nice. But um, other than that, it's kind of a coin flip on, hey, what are you going to get from these role players? Um, and you don't need one to step up. You need two because you know Luka is going to step up. But, I mean, that was just a just a brutal collapse, if we're being honest about it. It should be 1-1 coming to Dallas. and But, hey, 2-0 coming back to Dallas. You're 5-1 and at home in the playoffs. Um, Very true. At home, if you're the Mavs, and so I mean, you got to feel comfortable going back home, and you know, you know, the role players play a lot better, mainly DFS and Reggie Bullock, who absolutely shoot lights out at the American Airlines Center. Um, those are the two guys I'm watching. I think they shoot around 43, 44 percent from three at home. So I expect two really big games from them tonight. RC, this is Quinn. Uh, two things uh, in the takeaway from Game Two, looking into Game Three. Do you do you think do you question the strategy by Jason Kidd to not play Powell given that Looney was having such an impact on the floor? And secondly, given that Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson both have uh dribble drive abilities mm-hmm. that they settle a little bit too on too much on the three and rather than creating for the other role players, I feel like they became so one dimensional and they got away from some of the other strengths that they actually bring to the table, making them more versatile. Yeah, the Dinwiddie one is interesting, right? Because you think about Spencer Dinwiddie and his previous stops in his career, and he's been one of the best guards in the NBA getting to the rim. And Mm -hmm. now it's kind of reversed where he's, okay, I'm going to settle for the three, you know, kind of turning into that Luka kind of guy where it's like, hey, I'm going to dribble it out until about five seconds left on the shot clock, do a step back. And to his credit, he's actually played pretty well at it, but it is kind of frustrating at times when he has those prolonged cold streaks. That one's the – um, really frustrating one, I guess, out of those two. Because Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson, I don't know. I just can't fault that guy anymore. He, he's a stud. He's a bona fide he stud. He, he's kind of hot and cold sometimes. But the Mavs are going to have to give him multiple bags to stay down there in Dallas. I hope they do. Somebody else will pay him. Um, but on the pal side, I don't know if I'm the guy you want to talk to about the white pal. I don't understand why the hell he is starting. Um, it is an abomination to everything the NBA stands for. Tell them. Tell them. What the NBA stands uh, for. I love it. Who are you he putting at the five? Awful. He's uh, Maxi Kleba. What are we doing here? Dwight Plout, he, he, pay, he plays eight minutes a game, and we start him. Why? Because he's been there the longest? Because he proved that the Rajon Rondo trade wasn't worthless? Like, come on. We know Maxi Kleba is better, and he gives the Mavs a better chance to win. And why are we just not starting him from the get-go? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, Dwight Powell, solid NBA player. But in the playoffs, the Mavs have proven time and time again that they are lacking at the center position, mostly because of him. And they will address that this offseason, I think, and hopefully 
a major way. But Dwight Powell is not the guy you need to have around Luka right now, specifically because of what the Mavs need to do, which is chuck up a lot of threes. Dwight Powell cannot shoot the three. Maxi Kleber can. He allows for more space while he can also guard the rim, uh, protect the rim, I should say. So I think, again, I don't understand why he started. It, it, it makes no sense to me. Um, to be fair, I was absolutely wrong on Jason Kidd when it came to hiring him. I was one of the ones that was making fun of the hire after his previous stops. But, I mean, Jason Kidd knows, man, he is a very good coach, and he has gotten the absolute most out of this Mavs team. So maybe I'm the idiot for questioning him, which is probably the case if we're being honest. I mean, I, I'll, I will, uh, I'll let you call yourself an idiot on the Jason Kidd thing, but I, I'm, I'm 100% with you on the Dwight Powell. I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. Dallas has not been able to rebound, and I think that's where the comeback started uh, in Game 2. And then, honestly, Game 2 of the Phoenix and the Golden State series, it was the, the lack of the ability to, to, to close out on the boards that, that created that. Where, since we've seen it, we've been there, done that, it's 2-0, going home. You can get some momentum here. You can defend your home turf now, even up the series. You've got that opportunity. Where, do, where does the rebounding come from? If it's not from Powell, how, how does this team just crash the boards, and, and how do they win that rebound battle where, where Looney has just been dominating down low? I, I think it comes from Dodo, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, he's got to be more active on the boards. Um, and, and to some degree, Reggie Bullock as well. I think it's going to be more of a team effort um, with the Mavs in terms of, like I said, they don't really have that big guy um, that really, you know, can match up with Kevin Looney, like you said. Or, and But that didn't really cause them issues with DeAndre Ayton for long spurts either. They found ways to get him away from the basket. And obviously DeAndre Ayton is a little better than Looney, but you can do similar things to him, get him out on the perimeter, put him in tough spots to where Steve Kerr has to go with that quote-unquote lineup of death. But at the same time, that's okay with the Mavs because they actually probably prefer that um, just because, hey, there's no big on the floor. That's a ton of spacing. And then you put Maxi Kleba on the floor, and as I mentioned, that just creates more spacing and just creates a little bit more separation in the lane where Luka can drive and dish. Jalen Brunson can get to the rim. Mm. So can Spencer Dinwiddie, who's – hopefully going to be aggressive in game three. But I think it comes from Dorian Finney-Smith and then hopefully Reggie Bullock, too. I, I heard a really interesting stat for Reggie um, in terms of his rebounding. His average rebound distance from the basket is 15 feet. Wow. And he averages three rebounds a game, which sounds so – there's no way that continues to happen. So um, he's got to be more of an impact as well. But I think that that's really what the Mavs need to do is just, hey – you know, we we there is no matchup for Looney for them. They're gonna have to, it's either Maxi Kleba or, I mean, I guess you could put the White Pal, but I, I <laughs> Good don't old think Dwight it really works. Um, I, I just don't think it works, and I, I think that the Mavs have basically said throughout the whole playoffs, this is our strategy. Hey, we are gonna jack up as many threes as we possibly can. If we shoot near forty percent, we're gonna win. If we shoot near thirty percent, we're gonna lose. That's just how it's going to work. And Luca's going to get his. Who's going to step up around him? And I don't think Dwight Powell helps with that. But you got to get Looney off the floor because if Looney's down there doing what he was doing earlier in this series, we might as well just pack up in game five. This is over. Oh, man. Now let's talk about this uh, this betting stuff because I'm looking. You've made your picks on Twitter. I want to hear a little bit about them. You're taking, <laughs> you're taking the Mavs pretty heavily uh, as mm. far as you're taking that minus three. So, so just so everybody knows listening. So we got – 
The line is minus three for the Mavericks. The over-under is 217.5 right now, and the money line is minus 150 for the Mavs. You're going to stay pat and take that spread for minus three. Why is that? They're at home, man. They're 5-1. and one. Um, You know what you're going to get from a top three player in the planet, Luka Doncic. You know what you're going to get from him. Um, yes. But the role players, that's really what this series comes down to, right? Like, I think everybody knows that, specifically on the Mavs side. Do the Warriors have more talent than the Mavs? Yes. That's, that's not a question. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's clear as day. Um, but the best player in the series is on the Mavs. Dwight Powell. So that gives them a chance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I think that's really what it comes down to. And I think it's Dodo and Reggie's time to shine tonight. I yep. think that they have electric games. Those are the two guys that I'm watching the most. I think Jalen Brunson goes for over 20. I just need Spencer Ooh. Dinwiddie to probably go in that, you know, 12, 13, and we'll be all right. Yeah. But um, I, I just think the Mavs, again, they're great at home, 5-1 and one in the playoffs. They uh, either blow you out or they win a nail-biter. There's really no one between there. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking tonight that they easily cover that minus three and everything kind of goes their way and we have a series because uh, if it goes 3-0, I, I don't think the NBA wants that, if you get what I'm saying, and I definitely don't want that as a Mavs fan. You know what I'm feeling? I'm, I'm feeling a, a, a Davis-Pertons game. That's I, I don't know why. I'm just feeling the lazy the lot the Latvian laser is gonna just he's it's gonna what was it game four of of that Sun series where he was like seven for seven from three. That's I'm feeling something similar. To that. Berton's own mom doesn't feel that. <laughs> His own family. Is They're not, just coming in support. They're just gonna be there in support. Just, they don't believe he's gonna have a great game. He's gonna he's gonna play phenomenal tonight. Watch. I hope you're right. Watch. Goodness, what do you think, Quinn? I'll tell you what though, like. I did not see that coming with Bertans and Spencer Didwitty. I was very critical of trading KP, but again, I've been mostly wrong about every mad decision they've made this year. I can wholeheartedly <laughs> admit that, starting with Jason Kidd, but I, I, I'm happy to be here, fellas. I mean, we're talking about the Mavs, and it's almost June, Yeah, and they're still playing basketball. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm, 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 I'm happy right now. That's all it comes down to for me. But I love the Bertans pick because if he gets going, I think that adds another element, and you don't have to put that guy that we were mentioning earlier on the floor, which would be super nice and beneficial. I, I was, I'm with you, RC, in that I did not believe that uh, the trade, what they got for Porzingis was the answer, uh, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how they did uh, contribute to it. Um, but I do believe... One of the things that's been interesting from game one to game two and throughout the entire playoffs is Jason Kidd has been great at making adjustments. And so I'm looking forward to seeing tonight what they do uh, with those, those off-screen picks that Golden State was finding that was opening up the Dallas defense that was leaving driving huge driving lanes in the second half for Golden State, which they picked up on. And next thing you know, pull uh Porter and and Poole and even Clay, they were just going to the hole knowing that there was no rim protector or no one in the paint, um, and it was just wide open. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Kid adjusts to that. Yeah, I think it's got to be Maxi Kleba. I, I, again, I know I keep harping on him, but he's just so versatile and he's an athletic big that you don't feel bad if he's on Steph Curry, right? Like, obviously, there's no ideal matchup when you're guarding Steph True. Curry. Right. Uh, and you're a big, but Maxi Kleba on the Mavs roster is probably the closest thing you feel to comfortable in that situation. And 
So I'm really interested to see how they use Reggie and Dorian Finney-Smith in that regard on Steph because you mentioned it in terms of those switches and everything. I think every Mavs fan in the world will be like, hey, if Klay Thompson, Otto Porter, and Jordan Poole beat us, okay, we can probably live with that as long as Steph doesn't do it. And when he said night-night, I don't know if y'all saw that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When he made that three. I took it personal. Jordan gift. I took that personal right there. Yep. Um, and I hopefully Luca saw it too. You know, hopefully Luca's got that mentality coming into tonight where everybody acts tough when they're up. Um, but I, I think that that's what I'm most interested in seeing is how do they use the rotation of Reggie and Dorian Finney-Smith, mostly on Steph Curry, but also how do they use those guys on the other guys like Clay, Otto Porter, Jordan Poole, because We've seen them try and switch on there, and as you mentioned, it really hasn't worked. Right. I'm interested to see how that works, especially when you have Maxi Kleba out on the floor, because then you feel a little bit more comfortable when it comes to switching and everything. But also, I mean, the biggest thing defensively for the Mavs is how are you going to hide Luka? And Luka has to be on Draymond Green. It's mm. that simple. Yeah. Like Luka has to stay on him because he's the only guy that he can stay in front of defensively, and also he's the least likely to shoot a shot. No, I hundred percent. I, I I thought seeing Luca out in space on on Steph and Clay as much as we were in games one and two, I thought that was a huge mistake. Uh, on the over under, I thought the I think the last time we checked, Big Poppy was what two two seventeen two seventeen seventeen and a half. For for my friends out there who just bet over under, what are you feeling tonight? I I told Brandon earlier. I said if the Mavs are going to win this game, it's going to have to be under. But what what's your take on that? What what do you think at two seventeen? What how do you feel? I think that's a really good take. Yeah, because um, the Mavs are going to win this game off defense and threes. Um, yeah, I would take the over. It really or the under. Excuse me. So if you think the Mavs are going to win tonight, you have to take the under. Mm-hmm. It's just the reality of it. Um, but if you think the Warriors are going to win, take the over. Yep. That's what I would say. Love I, it. I think I think it's really that simple. Yeah. Like whichever way you're leaning, take whichever way, um, depending on the team, obviously. That's why he's the best in the business, people. My boy, R.C. Maxwell. Hey, listen, I know you got to get going to good old Hangout Fest. Make sure to tell my friend Megan the Stallion I said hello. Uh, <laughs> make, sure <to> tell, wow. <laughs> make sure to tell Jack Harlow the same as well. But thank you, brother, for joining us. I know you have a busy day today, brother. Thank you. Hey, absolutely. And uh, Mavs and Six, though. It's Mavs and Six. That's what I'm oh, talking about. Wow. Hey, said it at the beginning of the series. It can still happen. It can still there happen. We go. Hey, there we go. My, six. my man, RC. Go follow him on Twitter at RCMB323. We'll talk to you later, brother. Take it easy and have a fun time. Be safe. Appreciate you guys for having me on and uh, always willing to join, folks. All right, brother. Oh, take you. it easy, my man. My man, RC, coming in with the hot take. So Mavs, it seems, if you're if you're a betting person, we're hearing a lot of Mavs talk real quick. Before we get out of here, Quinn, Tanner agrees with it. I'm definitely taking the under in this one. What are you, what are you thinking, Quinn? You've been quiet. Quinn Hudson, who normally loves to show on Facebook that he has the best bets of the week all the time, <laughs> we're real quiet today. Well, the the receipts that I put out there is the fact that I picked the Warriors to come out of the West. You did? Uh, before the season started. Mm. So, so I, realistically, you can't pick the Mavericks to win all but, of them. But, but I do pick the Mavericks to win tonight. Okay. I do believe they're salty by game two. You're taking uh, the minus three, or you're just taking them by one, two? What do you think? I don't think the game's going to be close. Who? Uh, I, think, I think the Mavs win by 10-plus in this game going mm. away, mm. and I think they, they put a stamp and they, they close like they did not do on Game 2. I think they close tonight. If the if the Grizzlies can beat the the 
Warriors without John ja Morant by 30, 40 that, that, some odd that's points. Right. Any blowout in this series is, is entirely possible. possible for Absolutely. The I agree. Love it. All right. When we come back, let's talk more. Uh, sports in general. Let's talk a little bit about uh, not only the Western Conference, but the Eastern Conference. What are we seeing? Boston's got their back against the wall, ready to roll there in Boston again tomorrow. So let's talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference as well as what we're streaming, gentlemen. I know we love to talk about some pop culture. Lots of great shows coming to an end and also coming out over the next few weeks. Let's talk about what's on our radar. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Oh, man. That one's coming in hot on a Sunday. Let it ride, that one. Let it ride, that one. Uh. Oh, yeah. Game three. Glow sticks, baby. Game Let's three. Go. Let's go. Come Let's on, quick. Go. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's it. That's, That's it. the one. That's, That's the, the one. one. That's, That's why it. your are down to 2-0 Bro, because of that. Hey, can we get a clip? Hey Edwin, can we can we save a clip of the Let's Go? Yeah, and just one of these days. I, We're gonna just, have to get it saved uh, uh, yeah, from the last show. From the last show, for sure. Uh, that's just gonna it. have to be a, a continual drop. Yeah, Let's go. Let's go. go. I live with Let's it. go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. When we talk, when we talk about exciting storylines, uh, and obviously we love drama. All of us love watching. Uh, great shows, whether it be Netflix, HBO Max, whatever the case. But sometimes real life mm. is just as good as scripted shows. Best it's reality really TV out there. It yeah. truly is. And I know Edwin has the drop. But let's talk a little bit about this NIL craziness going on with Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Can we hear the drop, sir, please? It's despicable that we got to sit there at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, mm. what he does and how he does it. Mm. And it's despicable. Despicable it me. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it, and it personal to us? Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. know him really well. It's amazing that we're allowed to do those things. It's really despicable. And I, and I hate it. For our players who are coming here, who did things the right way, have done things the right way, and will continue to do things the right way, I apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. But I promise you this, there are, no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this mm. with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act Despicable. up. Despicable. Just go ask all the people who work for him. Despicable You know exactly me. what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm. So as as a as that's a, a that's a powerful Southern man, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The, the heavy breathing in between sentences yeah. is what does it for me because oh, you know he's fuming. Oh, absolutely! You know he's just he's like you just can, oh. you can just hear it. Yeah, in his breathing that he's he's 
very upset. Jim Bowfish reminds me of Darlene's husband from Ozark. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> wow. He has, he has that type of conversational yeah, yeah. skills. Just despicable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Despicable. As, like a, as a man who is currently wearing a Texas Longhorn football mm-hmm. shirt yes. in the studio, and yeah. we're talking about Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, and the University of Alabama, Nick Saban, whom they play this season. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have a dog in the fight because they're both hypocritical at this, at this point yeah you're gonna be on october 8th i i'm I, I probably won't be in the stadium i might be around the stadium yeah, somewhere yeah. where it's free to yeah, be at. exactly yeah. yeah but um you know my whole thing with this whole and just in nil in general why is the sec not embracing we're seeing it from a lot of sec teams right. the, the whole they're paying players yeah they are mm-hmm. guess what everybody else in the country is too oregon you look at usc's transfer portal <laughs> Look at USC's transfer, and there. And guess what? Guess what? Lincoln Riley has done over there. He said, "Yeah, we're paying them." And guess what? There's more where that came from. So if y'all don't want to deal with all this stuff, y'all come on over. That's right. It, there's nothing illegal. Like what? What Jimbo said is 100 percent true. There right. is nothing illegal going on no. because it's all legal now. For the last 60 years, it's been illegal. And guess what? Saban, Jimbo, and any team from the University of Miami to the University of Oregon and everyone in between at every division, every level of college football has given players some type of benefit, That's some right. type of money, Absolutely. some sort, something sketchy, illegal, and fishy. That's right. And it's been going on for 50-plus years. That's exactly right. It, it's, mm. I just there's nothing, there's nothing different going on now except the fact that it's 100% okay to talk about it. That's right. Nick, Nick Saban is salty because mm. people are – the balances of power are coming to fruition. Right. Is he despicable? He it's is just, despicable. He is. He's absolutely. And he's salty at it because he's been getting by on the Alabama brand, which is why he can get the top recruits. And we don't know what kind of dealings Alabama faithful were doing on, in the in the past under the table. But the bottom line is he's number two still in recruiting. It's not like he's plummeted to 10. No. He just doesn't <laughs> like the fact that the, the, the bottom is coming up closer to the top. Yep. And that's why he's salty about it. Look, the NIL thing, I don't understand when I have these conversations where people are talking about, I don't want these players, to, they, this is going to ruin, co- how? How is this ruining college sports? It's the same thing that's always been. It's always. And, and, except for the fact of now it can be up to, you're telling them, hey, you can make millions here. You can live a very comfortable life and you can tell these players instead of being all secretive about it. That's exactly right. And for anybody that's going to put out this false narrative of like, well, they can just go from one university that's paying more. That, isn't that what college coaches do? Like a college coach will leave, a, he will lie to your your children, your the parents, Bo- and, your and, and, and everything yeah. else. Uh, and next thing you know, get a better deal, and the, he'll be gone. The dude at Notre Dame, and, Kelly, and, what's and, whatever his name they, is, he's they, at LSU. They yeah. will all walk out. Nick Saban walked out yeah. on LSU. Yeah. Like all of these guys will do this thing. And by the way, the money has never been the issue. The, the LSU coach Ed Edgeron, when he got <laughs> fired from LSU, they paid him seventeen million to leave. Bye. Seventeen million. Take that seventeen million and you could pay for all the collegiate sports at LSU with the money they paid him and he was getting fired. So the money has never been the issue. It's just a matter of who's getting it. And they're having a problem that these players actually have a stake in calling their own shot and I'm all here for it. And and here's where I have a problem with Jimbo getting upset about it. Go on. Because he's acting like he didn't do it. Did did anything Saban say was that not one hundred percent true? They are buying their players. Oh, you right. don't go from eight and four losing to Ole Miss, losing to Mississippi State, <laughs> losing to a very bad LSU team this year, mm-hmm. and and your only signature win in the last ten years is two wins against Alabama. 
Those are, that's the only thing you can hang your hat on if, right. you're, if you're A&M at this point in the last decade. And you come out with the number one, I mean, a historically great untouched recruiting class, seven five-stars when you've put together five seven five-star commits in the last 10 years, maybe. Right. You get it in one offseason, and you get the number one recruiting class that we've ever even come close to seeing. Right. And if A&M doesn't win a national championship with this class in the next four years, plus the incoming talent they're going to have, it's going to be a complete failure on Jimbo Fisher's part. Agreed. And... But what 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 Saban said is is, is none of that a hundred percent true. It is true because you don't get that recruiting class going eight and four with mm. whatever without giving these players a million dollar deal without being despicable. The, without being despicable. The real the reality is Nick Saban was in front of of boosters donors and he used the scare tactic of look at what they're doing. That was his lead in pitch to get them to I go deeper is, in their pockets. And what I heard is that was the last question asked too at the night. Like I whatever. I Event yes. that was that that was like the last question of the night, and he just let it all fly out. Right, right. Yeah, that yeah, last right. one. What, what what's your take on it, Big Bobby? I, I, I agree with Quinn. I think uh, you you live and die by. If you're for it, you got to be all for it. The That's same right. way Quinn Ewers decided for Texas over Tech. I can't say oh it's because they paid him more. Tech was going to offer a millions too. One offered a little bit more, and one offered a little bit more exposure, and that's just the fact of the matter. Right? right? You gotta you gotta put your bias aside and say. Who's going to be more on TV in that specific situation? Is it going to be Texas Tech in Lubbock or the University of Texas in Austin? And you're getting paid more. There's more exposure there, right? Right. Now, the same thing with LSU, Alabama, A&M, all these teams in the SEC. That conference needs to, if there's any conference period that needs to jump on on this bandwagon, it's it's that conference. Because the Oklahomas of the world are coming. Texas, if Quinn Ewers is what he's supposed to be, is coming. There's there's other teams on the rise, and you need to start making moves. Everybody, not just from the top, but from the bottom as well. You need to start making moves because this is college football now, and how it's going to be for the foreseeable future. It works for fans, and it works for gamers alike because we're going to get an NCAA yes. game hopefully soon. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, but I think it's just better. It's the, better the off. The best thing that came out of the NIL is, yeah, is, is NCAA, NCAA games. 22 coming exactly. out or whatever. Yeah. So I'm all for that. I think we should have been paying these players a long time ago. Uh, these kids go through hell to, to to do what they need to do. And so I'm all for it, man. I think if you're for it, you cannot pick and choose when you're for it. You right. either got to be all in or you yep. got to be all out. That's right. So with that, let's talk about what we're streaming when we come back. Thank you uh, for tuning in. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We are with you till 1 p.m. Do not go anywhere. This is Sands on the Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. What's going on, San Antonio? Welcome back into the Sunday Sports Grill. We are with you till 1 p.m. I am Brandon Medina. You got your boys Tanner Carlson and Quinn Hudson in the building as well. And off the break, or in the break, Tanner Carlson brought up a uh, crazy idea for us all to talk about. And with Father's Day looming up, it's a perfect time to talk about it. It'd be a great Father's Day gift. So my, my wife on Valentine's Day, we did a little thing, and it was like something we could do together, you know, like an event we could do together. Yeah. And so she bought me a Lego set. It was like a little, almost, it was like 467 pieces, something, mm-hmm. something. So it's a fairly okay size. It took us two hours last night to actually put it all together. One night, two hours, you know, whatever. So I started kind of thinking, I started looking up other Lego sets, and, and there is a Millennium Falcon Star Wars set for $800. <laughs> And like Lego is expensive. Let's let's yes, not let's are. not beat around the bush here. And so my question to you guys: 
what at what links if you're going to put this on display you're going to put it up and you're never going to touch it again and it's just something that you're you're going to love and cherish or whatever yeah. they say hey i built this what would you buy and at how much cost what's the cap what would you absolutely be like no that's too much i would get it for this much and and what would that item be from what movie pop culture whatever oh i didn't even think about movies that's man a okay so first let's keep i say let's keep it within movies okay. because star wars star wars as as the movie itself, obviously, like the 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 whole franchise is yes. incredible. They do the same with Harry Potter stuff like right, that. So right. let's keep it within movies. Okay, okay, so what Lego set, as expensive as it is, and and what would it be? Okay, so uh, let me just a precursor real quick. Um, I don't want this for Father's Day. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 some Dallas Cowboy Crocs will be fine. <laughs> oh, Dallas Cowboy Day. Crocs will be fine. Perfectly okay uh, with I'm, that. I'm so good. So I'm gonna stay in that wheelhouse on okay, that for those go, who might be listening. Um. I probably the one that might be listening. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I probably would be Minas Tirith, which is the White Castle in Lord of the Rings: Return oh, of the nice. King. Wow. I I'm I'm a big Lord of the Rings I like fan, no, I and like that castle I'm so fascinated with it. At the top, if you remember from the aerial view, mm -hmm. and it has like that that uh, that that peninsula that comes out where they have the tree that's there and. Yeah, that would be that's it. beautiful. And yeah. I think, yeah, maybe how much money would you spend on that? Two hundred would probably. Oh, be you're cap. not getting that for two hundred. So, so, well, it, no, it, it would be a, a small. It would version. be a small version. It's not going to be a, it a tiny detailed. room table size. Yeah, it wouldn't be detailed. Tiny but... room table size. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would, I'd put mine at about six hundred dollars. That's mm. where I would go. I wouldn't go to full eight hundred, right? Because I'm saving two hundred for Jordan. So with nice. that, I'd keep six hundred in the wheelhouse there, and I would want the full. Tony Montana, Scarface, say hello oh. to my little friend. The whole like, scene. The whole scene, like yeah. gun up top. Oh. The world is your statue in the middle. Oh, with the, the glow. guy, the, the guys on, cool. on the ground shooting, like that'd be sick. That'd be, oh, that'd be sick. That'd, yeah, be, that'd be, be cool. That'd be cool. Captured, captured, moment. Moment. Yeah. captured moment right there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that, I, and I like I like the Lego scenes. Yes, it, it's a scene. It's not just an object, but they have the actual. Like I, I was looking on. Uh, their the, their website and they have like a trash compactor Star Wars scene where they're Which in the you cool. know and that's that's a pretty cool scene. Well, my my buddy has the uh, Nintendo sixty four one that's it's like the, the controllers and a TV and the Mario game actually like plays like you mess with it and wow. it plays. Yeah, that's super detailed. Yeah, they're like nice. two hundred fifty bucks. So with that. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about pop culture. Let's talk about what we're streaming. What are you streaming? If you got something you like, call us in, 210-656-3776. We'll be back after this. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio 1250 and 103.3 FM. Live, local, loud. KZDC San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Brandon Medina, Tanner Carlson, and Quinn Hudson. The Sunday Sports Grill. Our, our numero dos is here. The Sunday Sports Grill gang is back with you. We're here till 1 p.m. We're going to be driving uh, all the ratings way, way up. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. We got Quinn Hudson in the building still. You know. We got Tanner Carlson and his $800 Millennium Falcon. <laughs> what was it? What? It's, it's $800, but I have not bought it and yet. Not like, bought it yet, but yes. the, <laughs> the possible Lego set of the of the greatest Lego sets uh, yeah, is yeah. coming to Tanner Carlson uh, here soon. But we are the Sunday Sports Girl. We are with you every Sunday from 11 to 1 p.m. Please give us a follow on Twitter if you feel like it. If you want to talk some trash, we're more than happy to do that with you as well. You can go follow Tanner Carlson at Tanner Carlson, 20. The Quinn basketball Hudson. guru. The has, basketball. Has, has, Jeff Garcia. As Jeff Garcia would allude tell us, to. Tanner, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> and, then, 
And then we have Quinn Hudson at Quinn Hudson on Twitter. You can follow myself on Twitter at Big Poppy Brandon M. We are talking right now. We talked a lot about the NBA playoffs. We had RC Maxfield from Gaming Today talk some bets with us for the Mavericks. Uh, we talked with Jeff Garcia about the Spurs and that number nine pick. Right now, we want to take a little bit of a of a cool break with us real quick. I want to talk a little bit about what we're streaming. Let us know what you've been watching or what you're looking forward to watching. We'll start with our boy Quinn Hudson, who is normally the guru for the streaming yeah, service. Yeah. He really does. He's turned me on to like different. Oh, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Freezing. All right. Freezing. Oh, oh man. He has suggested to me so many different <laughs> shows. There we Despi- go. This, yeah, this show is despicable. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like you Sorry. really are. I need to compliment Quinn yeah. on his his streaming finds. If he suggests yeah. something on this in the streaming world, listen to it because it's gold. Yeah. It, so it if you haven't watched From, go get From. That's on Epics at E P I X. Who is he? Like I promise you. F R O M. Remember F R O M. Yeah. F R O M. From it's outstanding. So there's that. What the hell? Who has Epics? I'm telling you, you can do it. You don't have to have the app. The streaming app itself is only four ninety nine a month, but they give you the first three episodes of From for free to get you hooked. So watch the first three, you'll be hooked. I promise you, you'll it'll be worth the four. And then you spend five dollars one month and just cancel your subscription. That's it. Yeah. So, but but if you're looking for something right now on Netflix. The Lincoln Lawyer series is it, all right? So if you've seen the Lincoln Lawyer movie, you have the lawyer who is getting basically a mercenary of sorts, finding ways to get, you know, these these crime bosses off on on technicalities and that sort of thing, and became so embedded to where, you know, the, the lines were blurred between uh, law and uh, and crime. But so now it's a series where he takes over all these cases from a, a killed lawyer, and then that's that. Another series, HBO Max. It's called The Staircase. So if it's something, couples, you're looking for something to watch with your wife, this is a series that starts, not a spoiler, it starts with a woman falling down the stairs or the woman being found at the bottom of the stairs. And and from that point, it's a blended family. So it's a man and woman who were married and both brought children into the family. The mother is now at the bottom of the stairs. Is it homicide? Is it an accident? Mm. The kids are all intertwined surprisingly not as allied as you think they would be with certain parents. And so you have a storyline within the storyline staircase. Phenomenal. You start watching it. You're going to start binging it because it it hooks you right away. Good stuff. Good, good. So I've got a couple that, um, and this is, this is breaking news by the way, right here on the Sunday sports grill, uh, that the NBA PR communications has just come out and has fined the Dallas Mavericks again, uh, for the third time for their bench decorum oh. and stepping out onto the court. So it is now a $75,000 fine for Mr. Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, so, easy so, money. Yeah, he's, that's, he's that's, got to reach that's, under his seat. That's chunk change. He's reach under the seat <laughs> of his ride. And his seven, his 75000 is the $5 Epics thing that you just <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's same, his $5 Epics account. <laughs> yeah. So, so, let me go check out From. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mark Cuban right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, hit me with your best shot. We're gonna keep, we're gonna keep stepping on the court. We're gonna have ten guys out there on the we court. Yell at Just, yeah, yeah, when he's shooting. Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm actually going to be more so on the side of what I'm looking forward to, okay. Uh, okay. instead yeah. of more so. And these these two series are going to line up absolutely perfectly. So I'm going to have about two months worth of just binge watching. TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, these Heavy. two series. So season one, obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be out next week. I'm ready. Yeah, we, check that we've out. Got, oh, got the previews look phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And so that will obviously be 
uh, day one as soon as it's that's released. With, that's with Christensen, right? That's yeah, with that, it's got Hayden Hunter. Christensen and Ewan McGregor. It's got the original cast from the uh, oh. from the prequel trilogy. Yes, uh, and and it's it's based what I want to say ten years after Order sixty six, correct? After Revenge yes. of the Sixth, yes. uh, uh, Revenge Sith. of the Sixth, and so uh, Sith, and so. Um, it is basically him looking over Luke Skywalker in Tatooine is is what it is for those who aren't up to date on the Star Wars whatever. So um, obviously very much looking forward to that. That's coming out this next week. I'm actually kind of cleansing my body. I'm just like getting ready for, you already for know. yeah. Because I, I basically imagine that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where they're trying to cleanse themselves. Oh. They were like working out. Oh, they're yeah. like getting ready for, to take these those quaaludes or whatever, right. and then they think it's expired and it, they take too much. That's me with <laughs> Obi-Wan right. Kenobi right now. That's me with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm just going to overdose on Star Wars. I love the analogy. So, so anyway, <laughs> so after, after that full season, so they've actually come out with the seasons, what episodes are coming out, how long season one's going to be, what dates they're coming out. The moment that series, that season one for Obi-Wan Kenobi is over, a new series is going to begin, and it is on Amazon Prime. I highly encourage you to listen listen to or watch, uh, or listen to or read the books themselves, but it's called uh, The Terminal List. It's the Jack Carr series. It's got Chris Pratt. This came out in 2016. Uh, the books did, and it's a best-selling novel, and Chris Pratt read it and has been working since 2016 to get this produced, and he's had trouble with it. But now it's here. It's finally going to release July 1st on Amazon Prime. Read the books or listen to it on Audible because it's so good, and uh, it's 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 about this. I can't tell you. The Terminal? Too, the Terminal List. The Terminal List. And it's, basically, it's a Marine. It's a former U.S. Marine who uh, is basically – getting backstabbed by his own government by his own military and he is now on a revenge tour uh for what has happened to him and what has been placed uh the the things that he's had to go through because rambo it's a it's a it's a kind of it's kind of a little bit (laughs) you know goes and just stops it it, it, but no no, but it is it has it's a revenge thing for, for you Rambo S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but he is a bad dude and I'm for this. Yeah. This sounds good. But definitely so look up at least look up the book and like maybe listen Do to it. Do we have the, a trailer yet? Yeah. We okay, have a trailer. Check trailer so out. check the trailer out. Uh and then also um on Audible, it's a it's a really good listen on Audible. I've got an okay. Audible account. I listen to a lot of books that way, just in the car and stuff. Okay. I don't have time to sit down and just read a book all the time. Yeah. So while I'm on the go, I listen to a lot of books and Terminal List. And it's a whole series. They've got the fifth one just came out, so this series could last quite a while. So. Real quick on Audible books, do you have a certain voice of choice? What like like a narrator yeah. that that reads mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I like Jack Thompson. He's okay. pretty good. Gotcha. He's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, but yeah, it makes a difference. I mean, that's why I'm just fascinated. Not the Jack Thompson that works here. Oh, as yeah. a sports star. I, he is not a narrator. He'd probably be a great one. He probably would be probably fantastic. Would be. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Doctor Seuss. Sure. Doctor... <laughs> to Stephen King. The, the Bernstein Bears. I think he would do a really, really. If <laughs> <laughs> we do a really good Could job. You imagine Jack Thompson reading Green Eggs and Ham. I think Goodness. it would be fascinating. It really would. Uh, look forward to that on a Saturday. 
Saturday morning yeah. hangover. Uh, we but, should get him to just read like a quick snippet of something on air. Yo, read a Harry Potter book. I'll be impressed. Just, just you know read, read like two pages a day per show until remember he finishes when, it. You remember when Fifty Cent and Floyd Mayweather were feuding? <laughs> read one page of a Harry Potter oh, book. He, and he never took on the bet. <laughs> of course, he, he never did. took on the bet. Floyd Mayweather <laughs> wanted no bet on he that. Ne- man. He only hey, he only takes fights he knows he's gonna win. There you go. I love <laughs> it. I love it. That's incredible. So I'm also looking looking forward. Um, a little bit uh, on my stuff. I I I was gonna say the exact same thing. I wanna I wanna see the the, Kenob- the Obi Wan Kenobi show, of course. Yes, I think that's on everybody's list. Uh, if you're into that, and then um, I am two episodes away from finishing Ozark. Uh, it is it's it's, got it's been you. a ride. It, it's it been is. a ride, and it's and it's gonna take you all the way through. Yeah, and it's uh, I've heard I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on the ending. Um, I've heard a lot of people hated it because of, of what people... you want. It's because of what you want. That's it. The people are upset because of what you want. Okay. At the end. Okay. It well, delivers. So I, I got. I got. I got to finish that one, and then um, a wild one. Jeff Garcia will appreciate this. I'm sure I'm gonna sound like a super dork here, but um, there is a show called Jujutsu Kaisen. I need to start. That is an anime. Uh, me and my fiance watched one anime together. And since I told people we enjoy that anime, I've just been getting anime, anime, anime into my Twitter from people like, oh, you need to watch this one, this one, this one. Bro, once you get into the anime yeah, fan see, base. I'm not, I'm not into all that, oh but I'm like, I'll, I'll try this one out. They don't let up. They don't let up. They don't let up. They once will. they find out that you gave it a taste, they're like, no, we want the whole pie. Yeah, dude. They're like, you know what? You yeah. forget about what you loved. You're now one of us. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, slow down. Yeah. Because Jeff Garcia is actually really an anime. Like, I do uh, not yeah. know hardcore. This. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, hardcore. I have a buddy who had, he had all the like. What do you call those comics? The mangas? Oh the yeah. Mangas? Yes, dude. Yeah. He read them nonstop in yeah. school, and so then I and I never really got into it. Then I I was like, all right, dude, I will watch Dragon Ball Z. I'll start off with like the typical basic yeah, white yeah. girl. It's so, so long. Yeah, man. anime. Long. And and I got into it. I said, dude, this show's aw- it's incredible. No wonder it's as popular as it is. No, like I get it, you know. And then, dude, after that. He kept sending me anime, this oh, yeah, anime, no dude, joke. dude no series joke. after series after, and then he would, like, dude, oh. he would give me his box sets of of like DVD oh, wow. collection sets. And he's like, dude, watch it. And he don't just, go judging, Quinn, bro. I, if you got an Epic's account, you can't judge. <laughs> That's how that works. That's how that works. <laughs> you you know you have a streaming problem when you yeah. got an Epic's yeah. account. Don't go judging, Quinn. Yeah. I'm not judging, man. <laughs> no. I haven't watched Epic since from. <laughs> Don't go starting that. All right? That's too good. You're like, oh, on TNT Plus, there's what are we talking about? TNT on, Plus. On A and hey, hey, I, I had to I had to get a TNT Plus account or TNT account to watch the Mavericks game the other day because I was at an event <laughs> with my wife about. and she was like, it's a, it was like a work event for her. We were hanging out with all of her coworkers and I was like, all right, you got me for an hour. And then the game starts, and I will be checked out, not listening to yes. any conversation you guys have. And right. she was like, "All right." And so that's basically exactly what happened. I was just sitting there on my phone at the table, just you know. So I will say though, for you guys, if you want something you can watch with your your spouse that you're going to get really, really into, that on its surface sounds super lame, and you're going to be like, "I'm not going to watch this the couples this. thing again." No, no, no not not couples therapy. That one's too deep, but. Uh, <laughs> For for anime, right? If you want to get into oh, one, uh, just one, okay, just to try it out. Tech Demon Slayer is the one. Demon, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. I promise you, it sounds dorky, bro. I am committed fully. Like I'm talking about, I have figures in my office from now on. Oh, like, I don't win. And my fiance has figures, and she doesn't care about any of that. You got the pop bro, figures. It is. It is legit. Demon it's a, what? It's called Demon Slayer. I okay. guarantee you, the first right. episode, you're gonna be like. 
This is that. Hey, while we're on this topic, can we just talk real quick about Stranger Things season oh, four? Oh, that's what I was going to go with. That was the next one. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Okay, go, go, ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stranger Things season four. My fiance's having a watch party at the house. Wow. When is that coming up? She's diehard this Friday coming up. Yeah. Oh. So it's been three well, years in the making. Y'all send me the invite then. Yeah, I'm telling you, send I me will. the invite. So we're having it. All couples welcome. We're going to have Stranger Things little foods. Nice. Right? Little, oh, little, little, little demogorgons. You know yeah. Right? Little demogorgon. But... I don't know. I never was into it, so oh, I have to I catch am. up. I watched season one and season two. I didn't watch season three. Okay. So I recapped, like, hardcore. Like, I went into, like, a like mm -hmm. heavily recaps. Um, Such a great series. Just a binge. Just a, just a binge it. So I didn't watch, like, the episodes fully, but I went into, like, high recaps on YouTube in different places. And so um, I caught up. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for season four. I have not. It is ridiculously good. They have Journey Separate Ways as the song. Uh, and it's so dark, it fits. You don't think of it as a dark song, but it works perfectly. It looks to be the best season uh, period of the series. I Again, I'm not a diehard. It might be fan. the best series. Well, apparently. Yeah. It might be the best series season that we've seen on Netflix, period. maybe of all time. Yeah, yeah they, I they are, agree. The thing is, they're, it's been three years. So they've been building right. on this. And it's, it's, going, it's, it's Game of Thrones final season. Yes, that's right. And that's the frustrating thing about that series to me is the long lulls between seasons. Yes, I agree. I, 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 I get this. Well, the, children's are, the, the, the children well, the kid, aren't children. The, kid, right, the kids yeah. are 20 years old now in real yeah, life. They age between two and three as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I want to talk about the episodes. Have y'all seen the length of the final three episodes? No. The length. Of see of episode five, six, and seven, which well, I believe the last. It's only seven. Episodes? I believe, but just wait, an hour fifteen, an Whoa. hour forty-five, Whoa. two hours and thirty-five minutes Whoa. for the oh, season. Let's go. It's a movie. Let's go. It's a straight-up movie. And that's a. It is it's a, a movie. It's a. It's a. It's I a, a series finale movie. Wow. Basically. What a great idea. So first volume is May twenty-seventh. Second volume. There's two volumes. Second volume is July 1st. Gotcha. I'm telling you guys right now. I'm inviting both of you. I'll send you the information Jeez. Friday. We're going to have a little watch party. We got you. I'm, again, I was never a huge fan. I was always into it. Like, I thought it was a great show. I just never dove into it the way others did. Yeah. Um, but it was hard to, you couldn't miss Stranger Things no. when it first came out. It was, it was the show on Netflix. Right. Netflix is not Netflix right now without uh -huh. Stranger Things then. I would agree. So, I saw the first season, saw the second, missed the third, but got caught up. Bro, I am all in on this season four. It looks ridiculous. I'll show you in the break the trailer. It is stupid. It is crazy good. Nice. Yeah. So that's what we're streaming. Besides that, we got way too hyped up in this conversation. <laughs> we did. So, it was good. It was good. It was good. Besides that, when we come back, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to save our glitter chiller or do you want to jump right into let's, it? Let's no, let's 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 go. Let's revisit the uh the heat, the heat in Boston, Celtics. And then yeah. we'll do glitter chiller. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're gonna right. go Eastern Conference right after this, talking about the NBA. And more when we come back. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. If you got a hot take, please give us a call. The Kiabasa Bacon phone lines are open 210-656-3776. Once again, 210-656-3776. Give us a call in. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We'll be right back after this. Some cure to cure those Sunday blues right there. Uh. You don't know about the cure, Quinn. You don't know Man. about this. You don't know about this. I sure don't. <laughs> Not even deny it. See, if you were Jimbo I Fisher, sure if you were Jimbo, oh, yeah. you know what you would have said? 
You say, yeah. now that, 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 wait just a minute. I know everything there That's is to right, know about yeah. the, 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 about the cure. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing about the music I don't know about. Yeah. And you know what? If you deep down look into the music that you listen to, I bet you we'll find out <laughs> things about the music you listen to also. That's it's despicable. It's despicable. despicable, man. Despicable. Is, just Jimbo. admit it, man. Just admit you're paying players. That's and you got the number one recruiting class That's in the country. Right. And you should you, win a national championship in two or three years. That's it. Yeah, that's all it is. And say, and here's my thing. There's more where that came from. Any any five star recruit that's hearing this, guess what? We got a lot more. That's right. We got that's a right. lot more that we can give to you. I'm still the same coach. I'm still going in and talking to the parents. I'm going right. to ensure them a good education, teach these men some transferable but guess what? skills. In 10 to 15 years, you're still going to be living a very comfortable life. That's right. We're going to create some generational wealth for your yep. young man. That's right. Kids that's or right. Not, that's so the pitch. Do this, that's the, that's pitch. the pitch. And why wouldn't it be? That's right. And say it on national TV. All day. And say, hey, look, you can join the other seven five-star recruits that we've got. That's right. Why not? Yeah, I agree. I don't understand the problem here. I, I, I don't. And even not, not every kid's getting meals, right? Not no, everybody, no, no, but no, even, no, no, even, no. Yo, you telling me a hundred thousand just to you you play the sport that I love already? You're going to give me a hundred, a hundred grand for f over a four year period. That's right. Or even if it's on a per year basis, I don't know which one's which, but even if it is over a four year period, right. I'm feeling pretty good in, in about five to 10 years. I'll finally be looking for a job after I get my graduate. Is, is this just about leverage? think so is this all just that the university feels they no longer have leverage over the players because yes. there's a large percentage of the players that have no intention of finishing to get a degree right they're there for a for it to be a, a, a conduit to get to their professional career right so now they have this money and they have an opportunity to create income for themselves and family and now you can't hold over the scholarship or right. you're never going to be able to make anything in your career. Yeah, I don't know. The, I, I will say, uh, even though we are here on ESPN Radio, I don't know the ins and outs of it, so how many you can offer NIL deals. I don't know if it's just uncapped where it's like... I don't think there's any regulation. But you know, no, like, you you know, like scholarships. Like scholarships, you have like a certain number of right. scholarships. Right. right. I don't know if you have a certain number of NIL deals. That might be something to explore in the future if you really want to create... Uh, sense of quote unquote fairness but across the board, but just, they really won't. Yeah, I right. mean, there's the, nothing the holding the University of Texas or the Alabamas or Floridas or USC's or paying whatever they want to pay for a player they think can change their program. Right, and that should be good for everybody. If you want the player, pay it up. Then, if that's yeah. what you think it is, yeah, that's right. And I will say that about the transfer portal. Now, I'm not against you. You get to play where you want to play, and if if the coach that recruited you leaves, then you should you should have every right to to leave and go with him right. or or wherever you want to go. Right. You know, I I'm I'm not against that. I do think that there probably is going to start being a point in time though where these NIL deals. I I do know uh, for uh, for a fact actually that if one if some of these transfers they they will lose scholarship money. They they will lose their scholarship. Uh, and they'll obviously have to re-earn it, which they right. will probably get. They would, but yeah. but um, they they um, there is some type of repercussion towards transferring, which apparently is not incentive enough not to do it right now. But right. but I do think there should probably be a stricter punishment, and I think that there should be something where they sign these NIL deals, saying, "Look, if you transfer and you go somewhere else, then this NIL deal is no is no you don't get any of it." You get none of what you signed this contract see, for. I think I, I, there's, I, there's no. Imagine in college football, it's like, oh, we got a dead cap. I don't know. What we got well, it. Uh, but I just don't. I don't. But I don't. I don't know if that's the answer, and I don't know if that's possible. But I don't know how you how else you can regulate it to prevent 
as many transfers as we're seeing. But I, I don't know if there's a I don't understand what the reasoning is to to try to minimize or stop a player from pursuing their career. If I'm if I'm Baker Mayfield and it's evident that I'm not going to have an opportunity here at this university, right. why do I need to stay here to give depth to this coaching I, in case of an I, injury I, I guess when more, I can say, look, I'm out of here. Not because the coach left, but because I feel like I can start here and my career has an opportunity like, for the other Ewers at, at Ohio State wasn't going to start over C.J. Stroud. Correct. C.J. Stroud's the number one Heisman candidate c- coming into this season. Right. He's going to be another backup going into his sophomore year. Transfer, go somewhere else where you know you can play. My my thing was like the Jordan Addisons, the Caleb Williams. Okay. You know, you're going to be the starter. You are the starter. You are a Heisman candidate. You are a first-round pick projected into the upcoming draft. You're going to be the number one guy mm-hmm. basically in the country at your position. Right. And now you're going to a USC where obviously they're going to, you're going to get more NIL opportunities at USC than you are at Pitt. Yep. But, you know, that, that's kind of, I guess, where I'm, where I'm at. But it's if a like, coach leaves a, a regular college and goes to a there's top nothing wrong five, with it, right? 100. The, the coach is doing the same thing. He is, yeah. And so, and, and we're, I, we're I don't holding... know if I have a problem with it as much as it is like I guess loyalty wise. And I know there's no mm. such thing as loyalty. I know that I I don't I hate using that word right. on, in a sports radio. I Despicable. hate it because it's, it's weaponized against the player. Because not to lo- the coach. Lo- loyalty doesn't it doesn't exist in sports. It really doesn't at any level. And I understand that, but I guess like. It just, it's just, it's hard because it's like, man, we're going to just get to a free agency in college football. And yes. as, as it is with coaching. And I don't know if we should hold a 19 year old collegiate athlete to a standard that we don't hold a 45 year old coach. Get him, Quinn. Right? Okay. So if that coach goes, hey, I'm going to uproot my kids, my wife, my family, everything, the home I purchased, and I'm going to go and move, go to Washington for be, more money. For more money. Right. And I'm going to do it. And all of these recruits are now going to have to be subjected to new uh, schemes, offensive defense, new coaching staff, yeah. impact. And, and what about, and, what about the grandma that helped raise that kid? His entire childhood, and, 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 you know, he's going to go buy grandma a new house now. That's exactly right. I agree. But I, and that's what I was going to say is usually these coaches are making these moves, already making generational wealth money. Right. Whereas these kids are coming from nothing going into generational wealth and are able to then move on wherever they feel they need to to get the most out Absolutely. of that. And, and you better strike while the iron's hot. 100%. You right. better do it because in the NFL – it isn't guaranteed for nobody. Not at all. And that's I, why I'm all about it. That's exactly that reason, because you could be a top pick. Who was the running back? You guys remind me. played for Tampa Bay, I believe. Came out of Oregon. Whenever, uh Whenever Oregon was in the national oh. championship. I don't, there was a running back that oh, was super, super can, good. Uh, Kenyon uh, Barnes? Is that who you're talking I don't about? Know. One of LaMichael them, James? LaMichael, I think it was LaMichael, LaMichael James. James. Oh, that's the name. But I remember when he came out. Very highly touted. He had a great year as a running back. Was he, a was a, he was a Heisman candidate. Yeah, he was a first-round pick. Never, never really got going, right? Mm-hmm. Had he, obviously you made first round pick money, right? right? But after that, after that deal was done, you were you no were guaranteed done. money. That's right, right? That was it. Had you also had money on the side from college that you were able to put into whatever investments or whatever right. you needed to do to take care of your family, as well as that, there's decision making that goes into it because you got to realize some of these kids come from really rough, rough backgrounds. But even in the roughest of backgrounds, there are hustlers willing to make the most out of whatever opportunity presented. Correct. And they're going to create an opportunity for their family to be better and, off. And how many news stories have come out where this these guys are just abusing their yeah, NIL? Yeah, this how, is, how many how many how many stories have come out where these guys are just like blowing their money and they're bankrupt or 
they're getting it's, in trouble betting or something. They, right. They're making this narrative. Like, oh, they're they're not going to be able to handle all this uh, money. No doubt. No they're doubt. They're going to handle this money. And we've got endless examples of grown adults out here with full salaries yeah. that are broke and have But it's okay for an NFL player one year afterwards to, to go through it all. Exactly. I'd share this story with people. I once dated a, a woman that was working in HR. And this is when I worked for Stars Encore. And I won't say the person in the position, but I'll just say he's second or third in, in top tier of salaries. This person was asking for advances because of his financial mm. constraints, right? So this is a person that's making close to $300,000 a year, okay. was living check to check. <laughs> this person, it's, so... It's I, hard I to believe that. It's, it's hard, hard to fathom to, it. It's hard to fathom that if a person, let's say, got a check that was for $46,000 on a payday and now next but two weeks later they're like i need some money and i, I could actually I argue sorry i, I could yeah. argue the fact of in terms of these kids being irresponsible with their money i've seen more stories to where these kids are donating their nil deals to a kid in a hospital or to a family that they know or you know that has hardships or, or what have you right. you know like i've seen more feel-good heartwarming stories out of the nil deals with these student athletes than i have guy buys lamborghini crashes it you know whatever drunk driving whatever right. you know I, i've seen more of the good ones than the bad ones and i so i don't i don't get this narrative that's that it flo floats I think, around i think what it comes down to gentlemen is it's hard to miss money when you don't come from money mm. and it's hard to understand the value of a dollar when all you've seen is money that's right and so i think on both ends of the spectrum it depends on how you were raised what your true qualities are as a person if you like clubbing and partying you're gonna go clubbing and party. That's right. Imagine if Johnny you, Manziel on it, and I. Oh yeah, no, that's that's dangerous. <laughs> oh, that's, yo, goodness. I mean, we're talking felonies on felonies. Oh yeah. This is, but also imagine like Jameis Winston, like go eat as many crab legs as you, you want. Never have to like, steal. Never. You, you never, never have again. to steal it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never again. And so I just think, you know what I mean? Crap. Listen, go get crab legs and lobster. Like, do you're, it. You're good. Right. Throw in a steak. Throw some surf and turf some in there. Some surf man. and turf. Now, do you think it affects players to where they're like, uh, everybody got to get on the bus? No, I'm good. I got to ride. Like, do you think the players are like, <laughs> well, I got, <laughs> nah, I got my own. I got nah, my own I'm, show. I'm, I'm good. I'm taking my party bus. <laughs> yeah. My, my homies are with me. Yeah, yeah. You got to make sure. Yeah. Do <laughs> you think I they flex not. it like that now? Because it sounds like that's what some coaches are afraid of. They just don't have any leverage over the players, and they. You should be afraid as a coach. Like my thing is, like you never had leverage but a scholarship. That's literally it. That's yeah. it. This is the same situation you were in. You had the same, and it's really on paper. You think right? Johnny Manziel was like super team player dude well, back what, in the day? Like I'm did, sure Johnny Manziel had his own way of doing things too that offended some of the coaching staff. Oh, I agree. And why do they think? Oh, I get it. There is absolute value to a scholarship, an opportunity at a university, given how much it costs. But that's not tangible money that they're no, touching yes. right then, right? Try next time a coach wants to leave, instead of giving them salary, wow. offer them a scholarship. Yeah. And see how a coach responds uh, uh, to uh, that. Uh, you offer, know, we're going to give you three scholarships, and that equates to well, whatever. And, and, like and here's 90, an opportunity $1. for you to take advantage of that scholarship by, by graduating and then getting a job that is applied with that scholarship Abs and then making six figures oh, man. with with that scholarship that we gave you. you now, go. granted, that I I did make the argument I've and I've made the argument before that that those scholarships are worth, you know, if you're getting a full ride, you don't have to pay for school and you're not paying for lodge, you're not paying for all that. And and trust me, if you're a student athlete on on a college campus, you are well taken care of yes. when it comes to food and it comes to shelter and and the way that you are treated. You are not 
abused or in any type of hardship situation Not when you are a student, any student athlete. I don't care if you're a third string kicker. Right. You're you're well taken care of on on a college campus. Correct. Now, and and those scholarships cover a, a lot of things that the typical applicant would have to pay for. Right. And it is in student debt, $70,000 student debt for 40 years, what have you, right. you know. So like they don't have to worry about that. Um but they've put in a lot of hard work to get to this point. They that's the bare minimum that they've deserved for making the amount of money. And I'm talking about at these big college institutions. I'm yes. talking, you know, the players that bring in the money to USC or Alabama. Like they're obviously make, they're bringing the university in tons of money. They deserve something. I agree. Something. So, 100%. Anyway, that was completely unscripted and, yeah, and not what was, we were uh, wanting to talk about. No. Yeah, so we brought it in talking about uh possibly the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Um yeah, this is part of the show, guys. You know, this is radio. This is live. You know what I mean? We just we we go where the wind takes us. That's it. And it took us this way. Now, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about our favorite topic, which is Grill It or Chill It, our favorite game to play here on the Sunday Sports Grill. We'll have our man Quinn Hudson explain the rules of the game, and we will start dropping some hot takes with some high stakes coming up right after this. This is the Sunday Sports Grill on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back in. This is the Sunday Sports Grill with you every Sunday from 11 to 1 p.m. I'm your man Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Got Tanner Carlson and Quinn Hudson in the building as well. It is about that time, gentlemen. The game of all games, your favorite time of the show. We always try to hit it right here at the 1230 uh, time frame. So right now we're getting to you about six minutes late, but it's all good. We're going to get into it. This is time for grill it or chill it, Quinn Hudson, explain the rules, my brother. All right, grill it or chill it is a hot topic we're we're discussing on the show, and if we are, we got a take that relates to it, relatable. You agree? It's a hot take. We grill it. Mm. 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 And and if we don't feel the take so much, we do what we always do: is we chill it, put it on ice. Yes, so. Um, right out the gate, we're going to go ahead and use Game 3 of the Miami Heat-Boston Celtics game last night. Um, a lot of, of back and forth between these two uh Has, has two this teams. been a good or a bad series? <laughs> I can't you know, tell. <laughs> it's a mixture of both. We've tell. seen some exceptional performances, yeah. some uh, lackluster and disappointing performances throughout, surprising how the games are turning out. Yeah. It's it's mind-boggling, Tanner, at the mere fact that in the two Miami Heat victories, in the two games that Miami Heat has won, in both games, they only led in points in one quarter, mm. which ended up being the deciding factor of blowing out to where Boston could not uh, overcome the deficit of the, the one collapse in one particular quarter of each game. So it could easily be a 3-0 series, uh, but it's not. And that's a credit to Miami's defense. Uh, their tenacity and Coach Spolstra. So I will use that as an example, as a lead-in to what my grill of chili question is. There is a a a large percentage of people out there who believe Jason Tatum has arrived, right, as a top-tier NBA superstar, two-way player, um, and he's earned that that reason for consideration. Last night in Game Three. Uh, in addition to Jimmy Butler falling out of the game, 
he had 10 points. Is is Are we at a point, my grill it or chill it to you guys are, in the body of work from this season through these playoff series, is Jason Tatum overrated? Grill it or chill it? I'm chilling that for sure. I'm 100% chilling that. Um, I think Jason Tatum has arrived. I think, um, you know, I, I it's almost... It's almost ironic. I feel like I'm going back on a lot of things that I've said before because I know in the past I've said consistency is what creates superstars, uh, and I truly believe that. I think if you can't go in every night and put up the 25s to 30s, um, at least upwards of 20, obviously we've seen superstars have games like this where it's a it's a rougher time. They can't find the shot. They can't find the groove. Um, I don't think this game determines what he was this the entire playoffs because as the playoffs moved on, Boston beats Milwaukee because of Jason Tatum. There is no other. I mean, their defense is for sure involved, but Jason Tatum is was locked in in that Milwaukee series. I think they've only they've only gotten better through the playoffs. The Miami Heat are just a different beast when it comes to just physical. Um, not only are they physical, but they're determined on defense. Uh, their offense runs through Jimmy Butler, and they have shooters galore. Uh, they're very sneaky, is what the you know they're very easy to sleep on. And they show out the next day. So I don't think this is a representation of Jason Tatum as a player. I think he had a great year. I think he, just last week, my, my griller to chiller was, is he a top eight player? All of us grilled that. We all believe that. I'm not going to switch up just one week to the next. So I, I still believe Jason Tatum has arrived and he's going to be a top eight to even pushing into the top five players uh, the next two years. Yeah, I'll, I'll chill it. I'll chill it. My, I guess my, Question would be is where do you think he is currently rated to be determined overrated? You know, mm-hmm. like you would have for me for him to be overrated is someone saying he is a top three yes. NBA basketball yes. player in the entire league. Yeah. Then I'd say okay, you're overrating him a little bit. But if you said top eight, yeah, I think that's rated appropriately. You know, so I I, I would have to chill. Is he overrated? But it depends on where you're standing on on where he's currently rated at. Yeah. So th- th- here's my take on this, right? Um, I can't, and, and it's unfair to put Tatum in this con- conversation, but I'm going to do it just for the, the sake of perspective. I can't imagine Michael Jordan getting 10 points in a game, in a playoff game, in a, in a conference final. In an Eastern conference, in a conference final. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine Kobe having 10 points. I can't imagine the Joker getting 10 points mm. in a game where he's the central focus even without Murray. In the lineup, I can't imagine Kawhi Leonard getting ten points. So, I have throughout this season, there have been moments where Jason Tatum fades into a I'm still good, but I'm not ready to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use a player that oftentimes triggers Spurs fans, but it's not intentional to down this person because he's my favorite all time San Antonio Spur, David Robinson. David Robinson is a player that even when the Spurs, when he couldn't carry the team and overcome the talent of the team he was playing, let's say a Utah Jazz with a Carl Malone and Mm -hmm. John Stockton kind of thing and a big Mark Eaton in the paint or whatever, he's still at the end of the day, you're like, wow, the Spurs didn't play well, but David Robinson had 26 points. He had 12 rebounds, two blocks, and it was a great, it was a good game. But it wasn't the game that was necessary for 
the team to be what they needed to be. And I feel like Jason Tatum in moments, he should have been offended that Miami Heat put P.J. Tucker on him. Yeah. Not because P.J. Tucker is not a an exceptional, gritty, very problematic defender, because he did this to KD as well uh, last year in the playoffs. But the fact that you are so versatile with handles, yeah. strength. If you're ready to take is, that next step, P.J. Tucker is not going to be the guy who stands in you your way. You will foul him out. Yeah. You absolutely yeah. you will foul him out. So but I felt like there's it, a passive yeah. side to him. Yeah. That's frustrating when I watch Now, Jalen Brown had his best game of a long time. Now, does, does Jason Tatum lack that Mamba mentality? Yes. Yeah. I, that's where I, I think that's where the difference between elite God tier and mm-hmm. being a great player is. Great call. You, you know, I think Jordan, killer instinct. You saw it in his eyes. You knew when he was ready to win. You weren't you weren't gonna you weren't gonna be relentless. Him. Yeah, it, it, Tom Brady has it. Kobe has it. Uh, you know, LeBron has it. Yeah. You know, those guys that are just whenever they're like, all right, I'm not I'm not gonna lose this game. Yeah, and they don't lose it. Tatum doesn't have that. I, I've never seen it. If right. if he does, um, does he have great performances when they've needed him the most in the Milwaukee series? Yeah. Yes, of course. You know he stepped up in, in the biggest moments whenever they when they called his his number. He he delivered. Mm-hmm. So is he a great player? Yes. Is he Hall of or well he could be Hall of Fame, but is he just that God tier top ten of all time? Uh, no, not yet. No, no. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 go ahead and take take the honors of uh, grill it or chill it. Uh, I've been addicted. To watching the PGA Championship over Damn the last it, couple of days. Damn it, I was going to go this too. Uh, go for it, go for it, go for it. Go for it. Hey, we haven't talked golf. Yeah, go, let's talk, let's talk, So, I've been watching the Spieth, Rory, and Woods threesome. Oh, okay, okay. Thir- yeah. Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. That that has been my, uh, that's, I literally just watched the, that featured group both days, no matter how bad Tiger or Jordan played. Yep. I just wanted to watch those three play golf mm-hmm. for two straight days. And that's all I've done the last two days. My grill it or chill it is that Tiger Woods will win one more major before he hangs up his cleats. Before he hangs up his golf shoes and his clubs and he stores them in the closet forever, he will win at least one more major. And yes, he shot 10 over yesterday. Whatever. He was terrible. He's been, yeah. He had to withdraw from today. He's not going to be wearing red and black. I'm going to chill this. Um, as I, I love, I love Tiger. I love the storyline. I love what he's done for the sport. Um, I just think there's some things that we just talked about it. Right, reality television in life is sometimes the best TV. Yes. Um, that there is. This would be the perfect epic. He's gonna get a thirty for thirty regardless, but this would be the perfect way to end that thirty for thirty. I just think there's there's so much against him, and there's so many good players coming up in the PGA rankings. Mm. And I'm gonna go ahead and chill this, but. In my heart of hearts, I would love to see it. And I pray it does happen. I just don't think I'm willing to believe the... I don't want to put faith in something like that and then be upset because he's done so much more than anybody in the career of golf that I think he's done more than enough to cement himself. But one more, through all the adversity, through the accident and everything, it's a miracle he's even playing right now. 100%. I'm going to chill this as well. And and that's regret- it's getting pretty chilly and, in this and, room. Yeah, and it's regrettable because I I want to see it. I want to see that moment. He certainly has overcome a lot. I don't want to say he's not relevant in golf, not just by his name, but he still has an impact. He will still be competitive in it. But to me, 
Tiger Woods in golf has become Shaquille O'Neal in a Boston Celtics uniform. Jeez. So, wow. Look at even you got Edward cracking up. And that's tough. When you you still look at Shaq, it's he's done a lot of great things. <laughs> I don't this think you're, the Shaq I know. I don't think you're far off. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I you're remember, far, you remember Shaq in 06. And he may show moments. Of of Shackness, right? It may show some glimpses. Yeah, but, but he's still he's still he's still coming up and down the court a little slower. Yeah, he's coming yeah. slower, and every moment he'll do a couple drop steps and get you those those. I'm gonna get him determined buckets, but he can't sustain it, and it's frustrating because and your mind is trying to lead you back to the golf the, of all sports, the sustainable sport. It's right. right. You have to. You have at least for four days. Exactly. That's the minimum you right. need to sustain. And it. there's so yeah. much in that for him. Now you've got leg, you've got back. You you know, I mean, and then you've got the the inconsistency where he's not going to play on every tournament. So you've got all of this in play. I think too much has to align for him to win another major. I would love to see it. I'd love to be wrong about it, but I definitely can't see it. I I also think that he's only going to play majors. He's not going to play these yeah. little small tournaments. I agree. So I was going to go PGA, but you took PGA. I'm not even going to talk about it. Oh, I, we got we got to switch it up because there's one sport that we also need to talk about it. Let me get this one in, and then we're going to take a quick break okay. and come back say goodbyes. But there are reports out there now. They're they're conflicting, but it's leaning towards possibly being true that Lionel Messi will be joining the MLS and Inter Miami, which is the team that I jumped on the bandwagon of during the pandemic. It was their first year. I said, I want to be part of this in the beginning. They're awful. They've all, they've been awful right. the past two years. Bottom feeders in the MLS. He wants to join David Beckham's team, Inter Miami, and also is looking for a 35% share in the team, which is completely different of a deal we've ever seen in North America. Do you think Lionel Messi joining MLS moves the, moves the needle for this generation and generations after of soccer in the United States of America, go to chill it. I'm going to chill it. Okay, I'm going to chill it, and I'll go quickly. I I I believe first of all it'll be big for MLS, but it will be big for the MLS audience that's already dialed in. Right. It doesn't mm. bring it doesn't bridge the the casual the pop culture. The that's pop, right. Yeah. So that's where the miss is okay. on that board. To answer your question, got you. I'm gonna I will grill it. And I'm only going to grill it because I've never been to an MLS. Wait, wait, what just happened? <laughs> you, you didn't get your chill. You didn't get your chill, but he got his grill. Okay, go on. He made it up for it. He made up for it. So I, I've never seen an MLS game live. I've always wanted to, and okay. that's nothing against. I, I played soccer throughout all of high school. I mean, I, I've played soccer my entire life, essentially, in my athletic career. Um, just never made it to a game. If Lionel Messi was ever in the Dallas area or Houston area, I'm traveling. Yeah, those games are selling out. I'm, I'm traveling. Yeah. So I've, tra- see, I've seen Messi play. I'm traveling to go see him play. I've seen LeBron play in his prime, right, with the Cavaliers. I've seen him play with the Heat. I've seen Kobe many times when he comes to San Antonio. Yes. I never had to see Jordan. Obviously, we missed out on that through our childhood. But I've seen Messi play the United States of America while representing Argentina in Houston. Yes. It is legitimately almost a religious event. Um, and I mean that in the most respectful way. No, it is. There's nothing like it. There's people crying as he walks onto the pitch. There's people having candles and tattoos and the, the sun and the Argentina flag is Messi's face and not this. Like, it's just, this, this is a revolutionary player for the game. This would be, this would be, I don't know what this would be like. This would be Jordan coming to the Austin Spurs. I don't know what this is like. This is wow. the greatest of the greatest coming to, 
the the a league that is still very much not on par with other leagues in in the entire world. Right. And the MLS is known for bringing quote unquote older players. Messi is still very much in the LeBron way, playing at the top of his game. So I think it'd be revolutionary in that sense. But I get exactly what you're saying, Quinn. I don't know if it bridges the gap completely. But I think MLS would see record attendance for any. The MLS good. needs to develop a messy if it's going to bring. Yeah. That. Yeah. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to say our goodbyes. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We'll be right back after these messages. Happy Sunday, everybody! The Sunday Sports Grill is back. A quick one. We're in and out. A quick little Muhammad Ali jabbing out real fast. But we want to say thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure every Sunday, 11 to 1 p.m. You guys have anything planned for the rest of the day? I know I'll be at uh, Camp 1604 and uh, the Kung Fu Bar, whatever that is over there. By, uh, I heard that's a pretty cool place, yeah, man. Yeah, I heard they play some games and stuff. Some nice. arcade games. It's a hot so spot. I'm yeah. there. I'm there. We got to make plans. We're there. We're gonna Shout out to my buddy Jeff Hampton for his barbecue Ooh. talents yesterday Ooh. that mm. filled up the plate so I don't have to do nothing but just sit down, me, Modelo, some ribs Ooh. and some chicken sausage and get ready for game three for yeah. our Mavs to do what it do. Oh, my goodness. That's the rest of my day. Because I already mowed the lawn. I mowed the lawn yesterday before the rain came, See, baby. My, dude, that's the best. You got it down, man. You got the dad. You got middle-aged dad life <laughs> done. I'm you done, figured man. it out. That's it, fi- so we actually did all of our chores yesterday. We went out. We had to go get a playpen because the baby is crawling everywhere. Oh, and it's like we can't, now. we can't do anything without like running after her. So it's like, here, you're in a pay, you're yep. in a cage. We're not letting you out. That's it. You know, and so... um. So we went, we got all of our chores done, cleaned the house, did the laundry. First yep. time every pair of clothing that I own is in yes. where it's supposed to be. Yes. Uh, that's not in a unfolded or in some kind of right. pile. So today, pool day, hanging out. Pool Mavs day. True pool, Sunday fun day. Pool, pool Mavs beer. That's it. Hey, man. Done. That's the way to do it. Gentlemen, I'm cheering for you guys. I'm hoping <laughs> for it. I, uh... Final predictions? Final predictions, real quick. I'll take I'll take the Mavs by four. I'm taking the Mavs by ten. I'll, I'll take the Mavs by eight. Man, yeah. That, oh. that means the Warriors are it's a clean, a clean heavy, sweep. Yeah, yeah. Clean it's, sweep. it's a clean sweep for the Warriors. <laughs> if your betters like us, please take the under. That's what I think is the is the consistent one. I'll take the under. Uh, but we thank you guys for joining us for Tanner Carlson, Quinn Hudson. I'm Brandon Medina. This is the Sunday Sports Grill. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter. You are tuned in to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM, 1250, 1033, and on the go at sasportstar.com. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.